0: Hello, welcome to Season 2, Episode 25 of the Cardinals Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Brett McMillan, getting down to the nitty-gritty here in 2018. Stretch run, hopefully toward the playoffs. And just not a whole lot more chances to see the Cardinals play here in the regular season. There is one, though, Cardinals and Dodgers coming up at Bush Stadium. That's the weekend of September 14th through the 16th. Boy, could that be a pivotal series in the National League playoff picture. And there are some great giveaways, all series long, 1928 jersey, the 2013 mystery ring for the National League champion Cardinals, and, of course, the Mark McGuire bobblehead on Sunday the 16th. Get your tickets now at cardinals.com slash promotions. Glad that you are listening with us today. Uh, Even though we are in September, we're going to step back just a little bit from the current team. We'll be, I'm sure, In fact, I know for a fact we'll be talking about some current team players and themes here in the coming weeks. But I wanted to focus on this date that the podcast releases, which, if you're listening, pardon me, on the release date, uh, it is September the 11th. With that in mind, just wanted to take the chance to think about this infamous day in American history through maybe a little bit of a different lens than you would normally. No matter your background, profession, what have you— 9-11 shook each and every American on that day, September 11, 2001. And that includes Major League Baseball. Games postponed, charters, and all air traffic across the country was grounded. And ballparks for days sat quietly as more profound matters took over the American consciousness. Brian Bartow is the director of communications for the St. Louis Cardinals. He lived that period in Cardinals and American history. He was on the road with the club that day in Milwaukee when he learned that two, two planes had hit the World Trade Center in New York. He and I talked about the circumstances of that day and the weeks that followed. A little bit of background and definitely some insight that you really wouldn't know unless you talked to someone who lived through that very, very unique set of days in baseball history. And as I said, I think it's a historical record of September 11th in a way that you probably have never heard it presented quite before. So here it is, Brian Bartow, Director of Communications for the St. Louis Cardinals on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Well, Brian, you've been with the club uh, over 30 years. I imagine that you obviously haven't seen another day like that since, hadn't seen one before. It's a a day that we all have a lot of memories from, no matter what walk of life someone might be in as they listen to this. But uh, just to refresh everyone's memory, the 10th of September 2001, the Cardinals play in Milwaukee. Uh, were you on the trip? I guess is the first thing I, I should ask. And what do you remember about the next day, whether you were in Milwaukee or here in St. Louis?
1: Yeah, I, I was on the trip, uh, Brett and, um, you know, we, we were having a good season, um, coming down the stretch, you know, you get in September and the pennant races are, are heating up and, uh, um, you know, we played the game on the evening of the tenth and had a win. You know, I looked back here; I, I didn't recall that, but Daryl Kyle actually pitched and got the win that night uh, for us. And then, uh, you know, we'll go back to the hotel there in Milwaukee. We're staying at the Fister downtown, um, where we, you know, team has traditionally stayed for years. And um, wake up the next morning. Um, turn on the tv and and really almost at the time i flipped on the tv um and just started you know putting on local news and you know started recognizing that something was going on with a plane um hitting one of the uh, world trade center towers and my my wife called and uh, said you know had had wondering if i'd woken up yet you know because you know after a night game sometimes you don't wake up early but uh um you know said if not you might want to flip on the tv and and i did and of course and, and just you know sat there and just, at first we you know we didn't know it was a terror attack at least i didn't and i don't think most people did watch it. we thought it was just an, a, a horrific accident accident where a plane had hit the tower and then as you're watching that you see it unfold and, and recognize it now this is uh this is tragic um uh this is not not an accident two planes in that short period of time, hitting the World Trade Center. Uh, so, right away, you know, you start making calls. We, you know, we, I'm trying to recall, we, I guess we had some form of cell phone back then, not to the iPhone or, or a smartphone degree that we do have now, but there was a communications um, ability beyond just, you know, the normal phones in the room um, and starting checking with, uh, um, folks we did have Walt Jocketer general manager on the trip at the time and of course manager Tony Larusa, and um you know just wondering you know what's going on here we were to play that that uh night um in Milwaukee and and I guess it was probably you know late morning that you know word came down that there were to be no games played that that night they were going to be postponed that word came from Major League Baseball. What we, we didn't, what we didn't know was, would we resume the series the next day, um, or was it was just a one-night thing, or or would there be a, a prolonged, um, you know, shutdown of, of play. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was strange, and uh, you know, being in Milwaukee, not one of the probably bigger cities that we go to, you know, with Major League travel, um, it was still weird when you would go outside and and it was very eerily quiet outside uh, walking the streets or or going around um most people I think were inside you know nervous scared worrying looking to the skies I mean Chicago was obviously a major municipality you know to the south they're not too far from Milwaukee an hour's drive or so um and 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 that, that's one thing I do recall is just how it was so eerily quiet outside, not, not much activity whatsoever.
0: Baseball is such a game of rhythm at the ballpark and away from it. I mean, 162 days, even on the road, guys have times they want to go certain places, things that that they want to do in preparation for the game. What was that like, just the rhythm of the day? Because across the nation, everyone, like you said, is glued to the TV. Do you recall guys kind of mulling around the hotel when maybe they would have gone to the ballpark? Or did you even ever get to the ballpark that day?
1: So um – yeah it, 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 you're right. I mean it is I mean, it's such a day to day you know you have your, your, your routine, your rhythm of your day um, with the game and, and those in the game, the players, coaches, staff, everyone. Uh, we did get word once um, Major League Baseball had had postponed that evening's game that uh, we were going to meet as a team in uh, one of the conference rooms there at the team Hotel and uh, Walt Jacketer, GM, and, and Larusa informed us that, you know, what they knew at this point in time was, you know, tonight's game obviously is not going to be played. Um, we don't know what the, you know, the next couple of days look like. Uh, you know, prepare yourselves mentally that we will have a game tomorrow, um, meaning the 12th, but we just don't know, you know, to what extent this, this is going to be um, as far as, uh, you know, when the league would resume play or, or if select teams would resume play. Travel was, you know, quickly people found out that, you know, as, as all planes were grounded and air traffic um, was um, uh, shut down, that, you know, we, didn't, we couldn't fly anywhere if we wanted to. Um, so we had the meeting in the hotel, just told everybody, just, you know, stay close to your phone, you know, be in touch with each other. If you had any questions or concerns, obviously people were concerned about their families, um, rightly so. Um, back at whatever homes they might be, whether it be in St. Louis or elsewhere, um, and being separated from your family at this time, when there's a lot of you know unknown and, and concern, and um, you know we we a lot of people I think huddled for the most part there at the team hotel, ate dinner. Um, you know, we were glued to the TV uh, down the lobby and, and uh, were in the room. Um, and then the next morning, um, we did get word that, you know, there was going to be a, a prolonged uh, stoppage of play to what length we weren't sure, but we knew it was, we weren't going to resume play, um, you know, in the next day or two. And that teams were then starting to look for ways to, to get back to their home cities. Uh, fortunately enough, being in Milwaukee, it uh, wasn't too hard for us to, to get a bus, uh, buses, and, uh, and and drive back to St. Louis. Uh, typically, we would fly to St. Louis. Uh, we don't do too many bus trips normally during team travel, but uh, uh, we were able to secure some buses, and, and after we had a workout, this would have been on the the, uh, the afternoon or midday of the 12th at Miller Park, we did go out to the ballpark and had a workout. And then um, we got on buses uh, after the workout and, and drove back to St. Louis. We did stop off. It was an interesting, you know, sight to see um, as we're driving down this interstate and, you know, people are getting hungry. We did stop off. I don't recall exactly the town. Um, I think it was Bloomington. Um, Illinois and uh, La Russa instructed everybody that he had basically 30 minutes to go grab whatever it was a you know off the highway stop with number of fast food restaurants and uh, you had 30 minutes to you know go to whatever the you know three four five fast food restaurants were there along the uh, the exit and and get something and bring it back to the bus and we'd you know uh, continue on home so seeing you know, the look on some of the faces of these, you know, people working in these fast food—McDonald's, whatever, Burger King, Kentucky Fried Chicken—seeing the look in their faces when all of a sudden they look up and they're taking an the order of a Mark McGuire was was, <laughs> was 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 another thing I won't won't forget either. That that was that was really interesting. Um, just the shock and surprise <laughs> the, to see a busload of amazingly uh, people and then they start recognize it. Wow, that's uh. That's Sonny LaRosser. That's Martin McGuire or, you know, things along that line. Uh that that was unique. Something I don't know I've ever seen. Uh, even in spring training, we don't step off. We bring they'll put the put the food on the bus when we drive during spring training if we have a long trip. But uh so then we got back to St. Louis that night and uh, and then and then it was, you know, sort of a, a wait and see approach there too as to, you know, what the next step would be
0: what was just kind of the, the vibe with the guys? Because one of the things that amazes me about pro athletes is how locked in they can be and, <laughs> and how focused they can remain. But I imagine it was hard for anyone to be focused on baseball in the day or so after. I mean, what was it just like as you guys were driving back to St. Louis, the the thoughts that were kind of being kicked around?
1: Yeah, so again, this is this is really pre-smartphone where, you know, there wasn't you know, social media that exists today, where you could get instant news at your at your fingertips. So we're on a bus, and obviously, pretty much you know, closed off from any news um, during that bus ride. So it, it was quiet. It was um, a lot of just raw emotion, uh, whether it be sadness, uh, anger, um, uh, anxiousness about uh, you know what the future held, not only for baseball, but for our country. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of that, but it was, it was a pretty quiet trip for the most part. There wasn't a lot of, certainly a lot of uh, um, you know, fun being had. It was, it was a, a somber uh, trip for the most part.
0: For you, your job can be pretty all-consuming during the summer with everything that goes on with a major league team and, and helping you know, manage that from a PR aspect, six days that there's no game. What was that like for you every day? Kind of waking up in a limbo and knowing I, I I don't really know what today holds because I don't know if there's going to be baseball or not.
1: Right. So, you know, we get back home and, you know, your attention immediately focused to your immediate family and friends and, um, and your, you know, your co-workers and everyone. Um, we did have uh, workouts here at Bush Stadium uh, you know, stadium, old Bush Stadium at the time. Um, you know, to keep the guys, you know, try to keep them, you know, sharp as or focused as much as possible as f- for whenever the season would to resume. Um, you know, you hear a lot of different rumors that it's going to be in a you know a day or two, or it might be a week, it might be, you know, ten days. You know, you just didn't know. Um, but we did have workouts, and you had that that time to, I think, bond with with your your, your, your band of brothers and, uh, and your team and, and, uh, and everyone just to sort of, you know, share y- your, your feelings, your, your emotions, um, what you're going through. I mean, there's a lot of tear shit. I, it was emotional period of time. I mean, I personally, I'd, I'd sit at home sometimes and I, I'd have to turn the news off because it was, it, it it became overwhelming at times, and you know I'm a sort of an emotional type person to begin with, so it doesn't take much to get me going but uh you know i I know personally a couple of times i just i just couldn't keep watching the news. it was just too too sad um, um you know to see and and then you you run the whole gamut of emotions from anger to to uh uh fear to you know you name it um but having that a chance to at least connect daily. Um, you know, when we would have our various workouts here at the ballpark in, in preparation for whenever the season would resume, certainly was was helpful to take your mind off what was going on.
0: I've only talked to Tony Larusa a couple of times. You know him very well from all your years working with him. But I can say just from the times I've interviewed him, he very much is is about the score of the ball game. I mean, he's a competitive guy. What was your communication like with him throughout that week? Uh, as there were no games, and I'm sure he's trying to keep the team on the same page, but at the same time, it's uh, kind of in a limbo like we've talked about.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, Tony had some experience to draw upon from something not to this degree of, of, of a terror, but certainly from you know a natural dis- disaster or, or, or occurrence when the World Series was halted with the A's and, and Giants. Um, due to the earthquake in San Francisco and they had the stoppage and they had the, to uh, postpone or delay the World Series and, and trying to see his team and his players through that, knowing that they had concerns for their families and worries and, and all the things that come with everyday life, um, but yes, yet still being, you know, thinking ahead, uh, you know, trying to stay prepared for whenever play would resume. So I, I, I'm, I know Tony really probably drew from that experience to a large degree as to how to, how to, you know, get ourselves in position to be ready um, to hit the ground running when the season did start um, as well. So uh, that, you know, that was, uh, that was probably a a, a benefit to us that he had, had experienced that and and sort of learn or, or maybe saw some things that he did like, or would do over from the world series, um, you know, delay that they ex- had gone through and, and maybe incorporated a little bit into his help in preparing the team for our return to play after the uh, 9-11 atta- attacks.
0: What went through your mind when you finally find out, okay, September 17th is going to be the day we're going to play baseball at home in St. Louis? Uh, what was that feeling like, and how did you find out that you were going to play?
1: Uh, the, the league sent out, you know, I noticed league-wide, you know, through the media and through the t- clubs that, you know, baseball would resume on on this date. Um, the, the, f- the first thing you think about is, okay, this, this could be – you don't know. You, know. you There was a lot of uncertainty out there about what was going on. You know, when would more such attacks possibly be happening? Um, and, and we were poised to host a game here at Bush Stadium – uh, I want to say it was, our game was, I don't know if it was nationally televised. I'd have to look back, but, uh, uh, you know, 40 some thousand fans in the ballpark. Um, certainly people wondered if ballparks would be targets, um, for continued, you know, terror. And, uh, you know, he had that uncertainty that we'd never faced before. Um, and, uh, you know, playing that game, uh, and then leading up to that on the days we were having the workouts I remember Jack Buck going around just sharing his um, his words that he spoke you know before the game uh, to the crowd Uh, very powerful but sharing you know those words he would penned on paper and and with different people to just get their opinions what they thought you know of of what he had put together and, and was planning on reading to the to the crowd that night and uh that was that was interesting a you know a person of of such strong character and um a man so well revered um what how his mind was working about how he was thinking through this and and putting it on paper and then sharing it you know in his in his words he spoke that night before the game um so yeah, there there was a lot of anxiety for sure going into the ball ball game and, and uh, but there was a lot of pride too because we had so many of our um, St. Louis area um, uniformed men and, and women, um, military, fire, police, first responders that were were part of that uh, that night um, pregame, including Jack's you know speech that he gave uh, in his words he offered. That uh, <clears throat> will will be a part of cardinal history. Uh, certainly, Jack's um, spoken words that night, uh, not just cardinal history, but I'm sure baseball will always look back and you see a lot of, you know, recollections of that when people look back at 9/11 and baseball's return returned to play. That that Jack's speech oftentimes is uh, incorporated into that.
0: Yeah, I, I think of the president at the time, George W. Bush, uh, throwing a one right down the pipe at Yankee Stadium. And then the, the second thing in my mind that sticks out about that day, baseball-wise, is that poem, like you mentioned, For America. Uh, Jack Buck, he, he delivers that pregame. What was the feeling like in the ballpark as that ceremony is going on and then he gets up to the mic? What, what jumps out at you that you remember about it?
1: It was. It was probably my... My time here with the ball club—it was certainly the most patriotic feeling I've ever experienced at a at a at a baseball game. Um, I mean, the the number of American flags that are being waved and displayed, and and the chants of USA, and uh, um, we'll never forget, and you know, the, ad, the admiration and, and um, you know, certainly salute to our to our military and to our uniform and first responders and uh i don't know that i've ever felt that that kind of you know emotion in a in a ballpark at least you a know, cardinals game that i've been at where we were all one it wasn't you know cardinal fans or i guess that night it was brewers is that right we were playing the brewers mm-hmm. um Walking. you know or or you know we we're all we we're all one is you know we we're all Americans. and uh, I don't recall ever that kind of feeling uh, in any of my you know years and games here as as uh, you know member of the Cardinals. That re- was very unique.
0: I remember people talking about, and I think maybe even the the commissioner said, you know it's important for baseball, a very American pastime institution, to be part of the healing and to to come back and help us find normalcy again as a country. As somebody who was working in baseball at the time, did you feel that comfort as you were in the ballpark that, in some small way, being here is is normal when nothing else feels normal?
1: Yeah, you did, and and you and you hear players talk about it a lot is that you know, especially if a player's going through some off-field um, struggles, that the you know the one one moment in their day that they can sort of. Um, you know, compartmentalize their their whatever they're going through is is at three hours during a ball game when they're on the field and focused on playing the game. And it really did ha- have that feeling that when we were, you know, having a game that you know it was as back to normal as you could feel and and be, um, you know, day by day. I think you know people grew uh, more comfortable with with getting back to the everyday. Uh, lives and uh, as they you know learn more of what had happened and and started the recovery process, but um, you know for that you're right. For that uh, that couple three hours each each day, it was uh, a chance to to get back to the things we enjoy and and uh, but certainly never to forget what what had happened. Um, so yeah, from that standpoint, it was very much a part of the healing process i think for for our country to to have our professional sports Uh, of course football was going out at the time too and uh and getting getting back to their regular you know pastimes so to speak
0: what was the clubhouse like before and after that game on the 17th
1: um very much like I, i guess probably all the you know the the Forty plus thousand fans coming in. A little bit of anxiousness um, about, you know, could t- stadiums be targets for uh, future um, terror activity? Um, obviously, important games too because we were in a pennant race. It's um, so a very business business like, very quiet. There was wasn't probably as much celebration following wins as you normally would see. It was a more of a um controlled you know uh, yeah you know we got the win all right time for tomorrow it wasn't a, a as big of a maybe celebration of a victory as you would see under normal circumstances but uh, um, and again that that too started to get more and more closer or back to normal as as the days went by but certainly that first night it was was not the not the the whole experience you would normally see in normal, normal circumstances.
0: What was the media coverage like? Was there there more or less or different questions than normal? Uh,
1: the you know the sports media coverage was similar in 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 some ways, but also a lot of it you know was <clears throat> more human human interest, human nature um, stories about you know relating to people if they had someone who was impacted or lost, um, that they knew, uh, in the, in the terror attacks in New York or, or the other D.C. and, in Pennsylvania, um, or how others maybe have been impacted by, you know, they were on a flight that was, you know, set down somewhere when they started, you know, bringing the, you know, canceling or bringing all flights down, and you did hear different stories about how people were this place or that place, and, how they had to get back, you know, we obviously shared our story of our bus trip back, but there was others who, on other teams, who had much more challenging travel circumstances. Um, So, you know, there was those kind of stories about, that the media would want to, you know, relate to the fans or to, you know, the readers or listeners about not only people in everyday walk of life you know, are impacted by this, but so are so are these professional athletes. They they have the same concerns and and uh, worries and feelings that that everyone's going through.
0: The regular season went a little extra long that year because you you went a little deeper into October, and I remember the World Series didn't end toward November, which isn't a regular thing like a like it is now to end in the first few days. Being in a pennant chase, eventually making the the playoffs, and Facing the eventual world champion Diamondbacks in the L, or the LDS rather, um, did that kind of take a, a toll? Was was there energy because of what had happened in September, and and maybe that gave everyone a push, or do you remember it maybe fatiguing everyone a little more?
1: I don't recall the you know being fatigued, you know, other than maybe just the mental aspect. I mean, I guess really from a physical standpoint, it maybe gave teams and players a chance to sort of. Reset a little bit because when you do get normally into September, you're starting to see the physical and mental fatigue set in. Um, so no, I didn't notice too much with with that uh, aspect of it. And uh, you know, once once we got into the postseason, it seemed like you know things were starting now to to get some real the sort of the passion and the the excitement level back, um, at least you know, on those game days and during that, that three-hour window, and then you'd you'd go after the game was over, you'd, you'd go back, and I'm sure many people would turn on the news channel and see what the new findings or you know whatever news or information was coming out each day. But by that time, um, you know, after a month or so had had you know gone by, we were starting to at least I think feel like okay, it's okay to have fun at the ballpark again. It's, it's okay to smile because that's we don't want this to change us and, and change you know our w- way of life. Um, so by, by the time we got the postseason, it felt probably as close to normal as it could during such circumstances.
0: Is there one thing that you think about? I feel like everybody has memories from that month or so that stick in their mind, no matter what age they were, no matter what they were doing, where they were uh for you what what's the memory or two that you remember and and will always remember from that period in cardinal history
1: um certainly the jack buck uh, poem and uh in the crowd that night when we did resume play um, and the eeriness of of the on that day of 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 just downtown milwaukee um, it really, really was a very eerie feeling how quiet it was. Not that Milwaukee's a big metropolitan town, but still it's, it's a, it's a sizable city. And, uh, and it was a week, week day. I mean, it was business. It wasn't a weekend. Um, just those, those two things are probably the most, most vivid to me as far as the, the, um, you know things that in my mind I, I I can quickly remember and see from that from that period of time
0: and then one final thing before we let you go I know we talked about Jack earlier and you mentioned that he came in and was bouncing the words of that famous poem off of people did you have a, a recollection the first time you read it to you that that was going to be a touch point for history when when he's saying those things and you're going this is going to have an impact
1: I don't know that we did, um, and I don't think Jack certainly did or would have thought it would have of resonated to the extent that it did nationally and and th- certainly throughout baseball. And now, you know, historically, um, I, I think he was more doing it probably for his own self, letting his emotions out. Um, I think I think he he probably was. Uh, if anything, just trying to help direct his emotions in a in a positive way that would help us heal, help us um, grow, help us come together. Uh, he he's very good at that, uh, and, and you know, throughout his his days, uh, you know, not only as a broadcaster but just in his everyday life. And uh, um, yeah, so to know that um, those words will like you said Brett uh the image of, of President Bush throwing that that strike in New York at Yankee Stadium uh his, his speech and and that that moment with the president certainly with the the Mets and the dramatic win they had that that day they came back to play and wearing the the uh the various caps of the New York police and fire department uh th- those those three things are probably be the most vivid and remembered um occurrences of that period of time throughout the course of baseball history
0: a unique time hopefully one that we never see exactly like that again in baseball but Brian we appreciate your time recapping what it was like here in St. Louis uh, that week of September 11 2001 thank you yeah Brett thanks to Brian for joining us thanks also to you listening that was something that when I thought of it and we actually recorded that quite some time ago because I wanted to have a good 30, 40 minutes to sit down with Brian and really dig into the day, and as you probably can imagine, in the midst of a baseball season, that is just not in the offing. So uh, we did that, I think it was maybe last November, and I've been sitting on it ever since, and I don't want to use the word excited uh, because it's such a serious topic, but I think I was so intrigued by getting to hear those stories from Brian, and it was, it was definitely what I thought it would be. It was definitely worth the wait to air it and bring it to you, and I hope that you got some insight and thought about that day and maybe learned about that day in a way that you hadn't before, especially from this this baseball angle. So again, thank you to Brian, and I hope that it's something, even though it's uh, maybe a little more serious and grounded than we would normally do, I do hope that it's something that you enjoyed. If you haven't heard, we're available anywhere that you get podcasts now as we turn to something a little bit lighter. You just search Cardinals Insider. I mean, no matter where you are, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, uh, Google Play, anywhere. There there are numerous more that I am missing. Just search Cardinals Insider. We are so grateful to have distribution that is now so wide across the podcast universe. And, of course, you can always check us out, cardinals.com slash podcast as well. Next week, you'll meet Ray Washburn. He's our guest. He authored a no-hitter for the 68 Cardinals. Funny fact about it, he threw one against the Giants in San Francisco one day after Gaylord Perry had thrown one against the Cardinals in San Francisco. It was the first time ever in Major League history that no-hitters were thrown on back-to-back days in the same ballpark. He will jump on the podcast and talk about that day, as well as the 68 Cardinals, 50 years removed from their National League Championship. As always, get in touch. Podcast with an S at cardinals.com is the email. We'd love to see you down here. 80s night coming up Friday, September 14th. 80s night at the ballpark with the purchase of a special team ticket. You're going to receive an exclusive 80s-themed Cardinals dugout jacket, just like the ones Whitey used to wear as he would be perched at that top step. Come early. It's a pregame concert by that 80s band. On the All Tech Lansing stage, tickets are available at cardinals.com slash theme. The weather has started getting a little chillier here in St. Louis, at least as I sit here and speak now. So that jacket would uh, would probably be a nice accessory to have, especially if we are playing playoff baseball. I hope that we are. I hope that I talk to you next week when Ray Washburn jumps on with us. Until then, for Brian Bartow, I'm Brett McMillan. We'll catch you next time on the Cardinals Insider Podcast.